Hey Barry, Jason here. Really enjoyed your gaming recaps. Your GURPS fantasy game sounds amazing. Just think, like you said, you know, you need to narrow it down. If you got rid of GURPS and just concentrate on Rollmaster and Space Master, which can do just about anything, you'd be good to go. So, you know, just saying. Talking so fast you can run his podcast at point five. Results are conclusive, just know that he argues both sides. His GM is a shadow of his formal self. Doppelganger stealth. The GM and the shadow playing games only they know. Gavin Bugs are from Nanto. The GM and the Hello and welcome to this bonus episode of the Shadow of the GM podcast. Doing this today as a bonus call-in episode simply because of the volume of call-ins that I had in relation to my GURPS thought experiment episode. Um, so that's Jason there kind of leading in with his thoughts around about GURPS and ditching it for a role master. And um, so he, GURP, Jason's actually one of the first ones to call in really with his messages talking about GURPS. So without any dilly-dallying around, let's get straight into what Jason had to say about GURPS. Hey Barry, Jason here. Good to hear you podcasting again. Can't really argue with your last podcast, especially since lately I've been talking about having your, you know, maybe you have your one system that you really like and then have another lighter, more generic system you can use for if you want to run a different setting or a different genre or do a pickup game or run something weird for a convention, you know, or, you know, bring new players in that aren't used to your main system have just one system. So basically I have two systems that you do, one, you know, more crunchy one and one that's easier for you to, to run without referencing the books. I, I know that GURPS would not be that second system for me. It, it's just, a, to me, a boring system and compared to, say, Savage Worlds. Savage Worlds just excites me more, and I think it excites the players more. I, I think when you're sitting at the table, especially in person, and you're getting playing cards or dice explode and all, that's a much more exciting thing for the players. Now, I think GURPS can do anything Savage Worlds can do and possibly better, depending what you're looking for. But I think for those new players, and I think if you're at a convention where you and Benny's out, and I, I think the way Savage Worlds works, it, it, it's more of a, a party pleaser, right? Or a party game, more of a, a pleasing game. And, and I think because of that, I, I think it's better suited for the, that pickup game and, and convention game slot that I want that secondary game to be in. So for me, it would probably be, and it might not be Savage Worlds, it might be ICRPG because that does some of those things too, maybe not quite as well, but ICRPG works really, really well. So, but I would pick, I probably wouldn't pick GURPS just because I don't like GURPS. I've, I've tried GURPS, it's not the name. <laughs> I, I, I don't really like the combat system in GURPS and I don't. I, I just GURPS doesn't do anything. I would definitely play GURPS, but I no desire to run it. And it's interesting because if I went to a convention and I saw a list of games, would I play in a would I pick a GURPS game over an ICRPG or a Savage Worlds game? Probably not. Seeing the system probably would turn me off. That it depends on the genre, and it depends on the person running the game. Because if there was somebody I wanted to really get in the game, 
you know, say a Che Webster, then I might sit down at that group's table. But generally, I would probably pick one of those other systems. But, and, and and that definitely is stereotype. So I, while I play GURPS and I'll pl- keep playing in your GURPS game and all that, I, I think there is a stigma that comes with GURPS that does keep people away. And I think that's unfortunate because I think it's perfectly serviceable, if, if not dull system. And, and, and I think it there, there's nothing, you know, inherently wrong with it. Well, nothing inherently wrong with it if you don't mind not having mega currency and exploding dice and you know, bennies and play, well, that's my currency, playing cards, whatever. So, it, it, yeah, there's nothing wrong with it if you don't mind that dull, boring system, right? So, anyhow, <laughs> I, I know I'm giving you a hard time here. Um, but, yeah, I, I think it is unfortunate, and I think GURPS does carry a stigma, which is a shame, because I don't think it's necessarily any worse than, you know, some of these other games. Um, but, it, like I said, I, but I think there's definitely merit. It, let's take GURPS out of the equation out of the equation. I think there's merit to what you're saying. Although I don't think I would want to have just one system that's the only one I play. I do like a little bit of variety, and I definitely would play in other people's games in a variety of systems. But I I like the idea of having... I, I, I still want that ideal situation, which I haven't found. And that ideal situation is, for me, what I would like to have... I think I'm in too many games right now, to be honest. But I'd like to have one game that's a long-running, multi-year campaign game, right? I don't care what system it's in. But that could be the crunchy. Ideally, that would be the crunchy system. So that'd be a role master game, a long-term role master game, right? But I'd like to do that. And then I'd also like to, on occasion, maybe every other week, maybe alternate weeks or something, right? You have your serious game that's going forever. And then you also have... The lighter game night where you play and every quarter you switch systems and, you know, or every quarter or, you know, you do one shots and pick up games and, you know, but you experiment. And so you get to ex- still experience all the different games out there, but but doesn't interfere with your long running campaign. So I, and whether that's the same group or a different group, I don't know, but I, that's what I would really like. As far as Battle Lords of the 23rd Century, if you want to play in that. If we can't get Che to run it again, I'd be happy to run it. I picked it up. I enjoyed the game that Che ran was was a lot of fun, and I for for myself and Hobbs and um, somebody else was there, I think, but um, maybe Rev Derek was there. I don't remember, but it, it was a lot of fun, and, and I think there's that's a neat system. I do think you could do Battle Lords of the Twenty Third Century pretty easily with. Um, GURPS, or if you want a, a you know a, a more appropriate fun funner system, more exciting system than with Space Master, because um, Space Master has the great critical tables, um, which <laughs> that that's what I'm talking about. GURPS being dull, you, you know, GURPS has criticals and whatnot, but are they as fun as Space Masters rolling on the tables? Heck no. Okay, sorry about that. Got all lathered up talking about GURPS, but. In the end, if you want to run battle or play in Battle Lords, I'll run it for you. And if you wanted to run Space Master, I'll definitely play it. And in the end, GURPS will work as well as any other generic system. Like I say, provided that you know you don't want excitement. And I, I think your idea is totally sound. So good podcast. Keep up the great work. 
I look forward to playing your game in the future, and I look forward to future podcasts. And I'm sorry to have talked your ear off, and I hope I didn't trigger anybody with my honest feelings on GURPS, because just because I do, what I said was honest, I would definitely still play in GURPS games for GMs, you know, that I enjoy playing with. So, Che Webster, you know, Barry, you guys, definitely I'll still play in your GURPS games. Take care. Thank you, Jason, for that very glowing <laughs> assessment of your opinion of GURPS. Um, wow, there's a lot to kind of unpack there on that one. I think there's, there's a few things I kind of want to pick up on, and it's not a disagreement. Essentially, me and Jason, we kind of disagree a little bit on, on points in this, and it's not necessarily disagreeing as such. It's more like, talk a lot about Savage Worlds, about the bennies and cards. Now, as a player, and especially as a GM, that kind of stuff actually really irritates me after a while, <laughs> being honest. I don't like having extra stuff at my gaming table that I don't want to have. And I had this with fourth edition D and I know it's different, but you know, when we had the power cards and stuff originally, when it came out, I thought that's really cool. It's quite exciting. I like the idea. And I've seen other games where they have action cards and ability cards and stuff. But I, as I play more and more of it, I just find these irritate me. It's kind of get in the way and I find them fiddly. I thought, why can't it just be what your character can do? I don't like the, it, I don't know how to explain it other than that. I just find it. And the same with Benny's when the little chips and stuff. I, I like the idea of chips encounters, but again, I just find it kind of find them a little bit irritating. I don't know. I think there's part of me that doesn't like stuff that's too overtly meta. I think this might be wrong, but you know, it's like if, and this is what I struggled with fate a little bit. Fate was very meta in its terminology and stuff and all the rest of it. And some of the things you did, a lot of it was very, very meta because when you strip down some of the stuff, it all becomes very meta. And I think that kind of really irritates me a little bit. And there's always meta in there. I'm not saying there's no game without meta stuff in it, but you know, to some degree, it's like when the language starts becoming about spending things, etc., and having cards and using playing cards for this, but then dice for this. And then Benny chips for something. Do you know what I mean? It's like, I can't really explain it too well because it's, it's very nebulous in my own head, but I just find it fiddly. It's one of the things I wasn't too massively keen on on the Savage Worlds thing, and I remember this when I used to play Deadlands, is having different dice for different abilities and things, and I've seen other systems that use this too, and that actually irritates my brain slightly as well. I think I tolerate it more in things like Dungeons & Dragons where you're rolling a d20 for your checks, but different dice for different damage. But I think when different skills, different abilities have different dice, it really kind of irritates me. Now, interestingly, I helped design a game called Open Legend RPG where that's part of the mechanisms and I did enjoy that for a while, but again, kind of gone back off it again. Um, and it's why I'm kind of more attracted, I guess, to systems like GURPS and um, Role Master, Space Master, where you're rolling the same kind of dice for pretty much everything, really. There's something about just keeping the dice stuff simple and kind of getting some of that stuff out of the way, I guess, you know, even though there's tables and all the rest of it. So I guess that's my kind of counterpoint to that, that whilst you're saying some players like it and players will be players, quote unquote, prefer this and prefer that. I know as a player, I'm less keen on it. And as a GM, I'm less keen on it. So I think that's the thing <clears throat> that it's not so much that that's wrong it's just that's not my personal preference that's not the kind of thing i prefer when i'm doing it if that kind of makes sense and it's not to say that savage worlds is a bad system to be fair i need to go back and play it again properly i did really consider it for a while when i was running it because there was some stuff i did think was really cool about it and this is always going to be the thing i think there's something you can do with either system there's stuff you don't like the stuff you can swap out and change at the end of the day if you don't like it you know it's not the case that you could throw out everything in savage worlds just because you don't like the cards you know and likewise in gurps if you don't like the meta things because you could in gurps for example 
when you give character points for experience instead you could award character points for cool stuff like you do in savage worlds and allow people to spend those character points on things like re-rolls or extra damage and see the things you could do again with any of these systems to make it fit those things if that's what you want you could try and shake up you know GURPS by adding in like you know a card system anywhere that you want to. you could do magic because you can redesign stuff you can redesign magic in the way deadlines have with cards and in theory you can make the magic system run off cards and have something to do with a skill check for how many extra cards you get etc so again my feelings are the things you can do with either of those systems to bring them more into line with what you like but i guess my point is gurps naturally fits more on that and um, we're going to say something else about gurps but i know chase mentioned his on podcast that he calls in a bit later so i might wait till after his to kind of bring in some of that uh rather than kind of go to yours um talk a bit about battle lords yeah i mean the thing is you talked about your ideal gaming situation to jump backwards one part of the call in and we're very similar in this jason which is probably why we're doing a lot of this stuff together in that i think we like to try lots of different games and kind of get to know lots of different systems and we like to mess around with a few other ones and see how they run but we also really yearn for this long running campaign i mean at the moment my group's dungeon fantasy is running quite long term thankfully at the moment but yeah i would like to probably try and test out a long running role master space master game simply because I'm not 100% sold on it again. Uh, I do have fond memories of it. Having read back through the rules and stuff again, I'm sort of a bit on the fence about whether I really want to run something long-term, but I'd like to try it because you can't really get a sense, I've said this before, with something without really giving it a good go. Um, so I'd like to give it a go again and see how it goes um, and basically try that one out and try something. And I'd like to do a bit of a role master, space master one a bit more long-term if I can get the time arranged to actually do it. It's one of those, it's slightly difficult to sort of get it around all my, my, my free time, I guess, from anything else. Um, but yeah, I think we're quite similar in that sense that we like to try lots of different things and get that experience. I guess we kind of fall slightly different on what sort of we get from the gaming sessions about, you know, we like, I think, I'm putting words in your mouth here, but you like the system to help bring in some of the somatic stuff through the dice rolls and stuff that you're doing, whereas I prefer... I guess this is to be more realistic in the initial grounding of it and then add some cinematic stuff in if and when we feel it i want to add that in i guess this is some that's i guess with the savage worlds gurps divide kind of splits there is as you said that stigma with gurps and i feel it's a little bit undeserved at times and it is you know it works as well as you said anything else if you know what you want to do with it but some people like it and some people don't and i think that's the key thing there that i just concerned that it's one of those things that unfortunately on the internet's a lot of negativity and once someone decides they don't like someone they tend to go off and big massive rants about how terrible everything is blah 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 and i think europe gets a lot more flack than it necessarily deserves but i guess it's not alone in that these days with a lot of stuff i see banding around on the internet yeah and so not to waffle too much in a rambling i think you know i understand i know gurps isn't your go-to one but i do also know that you have fun in any game system we run i think um it's mentioned other podcasts that you know although we say we'll play anything there are definitely those games where we'll play them and ones we'll rave about and ones we'll grumble about more even though we'll still sit down and play them so groups i guess is one where i'll play it and rave about it and you'll play it and enjoy it but grumble about the bits you don't like <laughs> more <laughs> that's probably the oddest side of it really isn't it jason right those ones where's that be the other end oh the one last thing i was going to say is i think you're a bit unfair there to say about comparing Space Masters, Role Master Criticals to GURPS Criticals, because let's be fair, nothing, absolutely nothing compares to how amazing those critical tables are in Role Master and Space Master. No, I haven't met any other game out there which quite does it the same and as well. So, you know, that's a bit unfair really on GURPS, really. It's pretty much all other games except Space Master and Role Master. But hey, that's why we want to play those two games, I guess. Right. So thanks again to that one, Jason. So next I've got some um, Collins from GM Extraordinaire, as Jason would say, Carl Rodriguez talking about similar subject. Hi, Barry. This is Carl calling. My voice is a bit shot. I apologize. So I used to use Hero Revised a lot as a kind of counterpoint to GURPS, but it seems to be very similar. From what I remember, I could be wrong. Point system, advantages, disadvantages. 
not really a level-based system, as you commented on. And I know there's been a lot of different iterations of, of using the 5e as a background that have had moderate success in different genres, in my opinion. Um, sometimes they do it well, like I think Carbon 2185 for Cyberpunk is a good example of a 5e-based. Um, there are a couple of sci-fi options out there, but one sci-fi that's coming out called Farsight uses 5e but doesn't use 5e. They use 2d12 instead of a d20. So I added a cough drop, maybe that'll help. But the game that I'm using now, I think is a generic system, honestly, and I've cut back to is Savage Worlds. Um, not level-based. Everything's contained in the book. You have swords and Winchesters in the same core rulebook, much like I remember GURPS having um, way back. And I feel like you can import it into many genres. I've, been, I've run Deadlands. I run a zombie, apoc zombie apocalypse in the Renaissance called Ultima for San. Um, I run a sci-fi game. I we didn't like the uh, Harnmaster version of High Colonies, so we I did a session where I used Savage Worlds and it worked a lot better. So I think Savage Worlds is becoming my go-to generic system. Not that I wouldn't mind playing some GURPS. I haven't played it for a long time, but I actually played in a in a Harn Harn World game using GURPS rules that was kind of like a pre-colonization game from Harn to the equivalent of the new world in the, on the planet where Harn is which was pretty cool I enjoyed it I don't think we played very much um, <clears throat> but I wouldn't mind playing again and I think I've left on Shea Webster's podcast that I think GURPS would be really great for historical games or even a modern type of game since um, it kind of, I feel everything is balanced and contained. Hi Carl, thank you for those Collins. Uh, so Carl has got a new podcast called The Geomologist Presents, so please go and check out Carl's podcast as well. I shall put its name in the show notes. Uh, at the end just to kind of go through some of the things so hero system i was quite so when i was looking at generic systems i was kind of really drawn to some main systems so the ones were GURPS, obviously which i'm now using savage worlds um hero system and also yaba which is based on the old little btrc stuff so it's based around the old you know um time lords and space time kind of system those ones and through kind of looking at them all I eventually fell on GURPS as the one I decided I'd, I'd really kind of go with because in the end it kind of swung to be the most out of them but it's interesting that those ones sometimes very different in some ways but also very similar in other ways um i mean i guess the main similarities around the generic side of them but also the fact that none of them were level based and none of them were too meta in my opinion they were very kind of crunchy in the rules as well i guess all of them savage world's probably a bit less crunchy than the other ones uh, but certainly abba and hero again quite crunchy in how they were um i've always really wanted to try it. a lot of people rave about hero system and i'd really like to try it but i always really i don't know something about it that i really struggle to kind of get into it a bit too much um so i would like to try it at some point in time and kind of get my head around it, that system a little bit more um but yeah, but it was because it's a dice pool kind of system. I kind of not keen. It's my own personal preference coming here. Too much on dice pool systems. I'd rather roll dice against target numbers. I think rather than do dice pool systems. Having done a lot of that with things like White Wolf and LO5R and stuff back in the day, you know, I'm definitely less keen on dice pool systems than I am on, I guess, target number based systems. You know, your roll over, roll under kind of ones. 
Um, so let me just think what else I was going to say. I lost my train of thought then. So yeah, I mean, oh yes, going on about, you know, yes. So GURPS definitely probably does lean more towards the gritty real kind of side of things, as I think I said previously when I was talking Jason's one, but certainly for historical stuff, you mentioned you talked to Che about Napoleonics. I have GURPS Napoleonics. Uh, I've read all the Sharp novels. So if you ever fancy, if we ever get a time together doing a Sharps Rifle style GURPS game, we should definitely go for it. <laughs> definitely could be quite fun with GURPS. Could be quite deadly um, with if you go into like the full sort of, you know, crunchiness of it. I mean, there are ways, like I've said before, about making, there are options for cinematic stuff around GURPS. You can make GURPS more cinematic if you choose to make the cinematic kind of stuff in there. But it is one of those things that obviously the generic systems are geared. I guess towards what they're trying to emulate a bit more and as i said savage world starts more in that cinematic style whereas groups does definitely stand more in the realism side and um, to some degree you've kind of caught it move them towards whatever and you want to move them towards so there's that thing around thinking that oh i should have mentioned actually the system i did look at was cypher but i wasn't too keen on cypher because of the whole although there's all the thing about it being you know the you know your adjective verb blah 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 stuff it is still very much a level kind of class system at the end of the day which again puts me off a little bit and the not rolling dice of the gm also upsets me and my own personal fiber level um so some things around cypher that kind of put me off a little bit around cypher but again that's another one that was up there as an option uh, mostly cypher about the ease of just kind of throwing stuff together would be quite easy with cypher compared to some of the other ones but I'm finding with GURPS that's actually not as bad as I thought it would be. I'm actually finding GURPS easier to throw together than 3.5 D&D, to be honest, which, you know, maybe isn't saying something, but it is there anyway. But yes, Carl, so yeah, thanks for the call-in, but yeah, there's quite a few things there, and we definitely should get a game together to try out. You know, maybe you could run some Savage Worlds, and I'll run you some GURPS, and we <laughs> do something together. Jason will play both. You know what he's like. Despite what he says, he'll play with both of us. He'd love that. Um, so yeah, next thing I'm going to do now is move on to, not actually a call-in, but I actually received an email from one of the listeners, so I'm going to read out that email and give you some feedback on that one. So this here is an email from someone called Joshua. I won't say his last name for anonymity purposes, but Joshua basically sent me an email saying that I just finished listening to your most recent podcast, season two, episode 13. I agree with you a lot on your points and I've been looking for a crunchy generic system that works for me. I thought I found that in GURPS until I ran a practice session with some friends and found that I really do not like the range attack mechanics. From my perspective, it seems to me that it's just too difficult to hit a range target. I feel the size, speed, range table does not represent an accurate simulation for range fire. Of course, I can change the range rules to better fit my sensibilities, but shooting such an important core mechanic somewhat isolates me. For example, it'd be unlikely I could join another group and expect my house rules to carry over. Mostly I'm writing because you seem very fond of GURPS and I'm curious about your experience with range mechanics in the game. Perhaps I'm missing something that would fix the mechanic. Anyway, thanks for your time. I'm hoping to look forward to hearing your thoughts on the topic. Joshua. So there's a couple of things on there. First of all, I actually agree with you. I dislike the, as it is, range ruler that comes with GURPS. So if anyone doesn't know, it's like practically every couple of yards, you add a modifier to your range. And it does mean that, you know, the modifiers build up quite quickly when you're playing it. And also it's quite fiddly when you work out the ranges around it. So there's a couple of things around there. First of all, I think the thing that is important to remember with GURPS, and this is the thing that some people don't like about GURPS, so it's one of those ones to put out there for people who don't like it, is that the action is around one second rounds. So basically stuff's happening very quickly or very granularly, I guess. You're very granular in those one second increments. And so the assumption really is made that in a realistic situation, very few people shoot without aiming at least a fraction of a second or a very sort of short time aiming. So you might take a second to aim before you shoot. If you shoot from the hip, which is literally lift up a gun and shoot blindly, you are very unlikely to hit something at anything more than a couple of yards away from you because of the fact that you're not actually taking care of where you're pointing the gun to. So GURPS kind of assumes for most of the thing that you'd be taking at least a second to aim with most ranged weapons to get the accuracy bonus from the weapon. And if you, depending on the weapon again, the accuracy bonus will negate most of the modifiers to a fairly 
bigger range heading out. Um, obviously, it depends on the range and things. For other ranges, you're looking at things like you need things with sights and scopes and things to kind of bring down that modifier again. But again, you do need to, to aim for that point of time. And again, if you've got the time, you can aim for longer. Now, there is definitely this thing, and I, I do see it with GURPS a fair bit, a bit low fact of if you're taking aim maneuvers, people sometimes feel like they're wasting their rounds by doing that because obviously you're putting more stock into shooting once in a couple of rounds rather than potentially shooting every round etc and so there's, there's a real sort of trade-off there i think about getting used to the fact that in groups you might have to aim um, so I guess that's the first kind of thing I'd say that encourage to think about weapons with higher accuracies and things about using aimings and stuff if you're worried about the the put off of those penalties. But if you think about it, if you take just one second to aim a shot, so basically you lift up the gun to kind of point it in the right direction, then take a shot, that does tend to reduce a lot of the penalties in the other ranges. Now, the bit about the range ruler, which is fiddly, it's worth saying that if you don't want to isolate yourself, you're worried about doing your own house rule, then don't do your own house rule. Instead, there are games out there. So now both Monster Hunters and After the End both brought in a modified range mechanism whereby basically there are three range brackets. I want to say it's three. I've not looked too much. It's been a while. Um, and that's the one I tend to use. Uh, I use a virtual tabletop, so I tend not to think about it an awful lot when we're playing GURPS at the moment. So essentially, there's up to five yards. So you're talking like 15 feet here. There is no modifier with that rules. Then it's something like between six and you want to say 20 there is a minus three modifier on that one and then above that it's like a minus five or something let me see if i can find it actually i will have a look and see and uh, kind of put the actual details in there but basically that therefore really really simplifies the modifiers around the range combat so yeah just get the details so the way it works that one is that close range is zero to five yards which is the zero modifier short range is uh, six to twenty which is minus three. The medium is 21 yards to 100 yards at minus seven. Then long is 101 yards to 500 yards, which is minus 11, which seems like a lot, but not if you've got scopes, etc. But if you're thinking about trying to shoot something over 100 yards away, that's quite a difficult shot to make in general. And then extreme range, which is over 500, so 501 yards plus is minus 15 to hit. So again, you can mitigate those things by having scope sights, you know, taking several rounds to aim, etc. with accuracy modifiers and weapons. So there are ways to reduce those kind of modifiers and still potentially hit targets. I mean, you can use burst fire as well to try and hit you know adds to your accuracy basically to hit things if you've got an automatic weapon and stuff so there are ways to to definitely still hit with things um, if you've got a high enough rate of fire if you can use those aim maneuvers etc and things to kind of make it better at shooting i mean you can obviously bump up your skills to ridiculously high levels as well to <laughs> mitigate some of those but you know i think that i'd rather use that sort of modified ruler sort of system rather than using the one that's actually built into GURPS um, in the base set. Um, and again, that's something you have to go looking around for unless you know about it. And I stumbled across it by chance because it was in a two-page summary for GURPS that someone produced once that had it in there and I found out where they got it from. For the same reason you was thinking, I want to know where it comes from because if I want to use it, I want to be able to say to some players who maybe used to playing GURPS where I found it. So they're not just saying, oh, you've made that rule up, etc. The other thing is most GURPS systems are modular and you can change most things. A few things they do tell you not to change, they, they recommend not changing, not tell you not to change it. A lot of people say don't change the initiative system, etc., because of X, Y, and Z. But the thing is, nothing can really stop you. But yes, there is a potential that you might alienate players by making changes to the rules. But I think, again, that's the key about sometimes some communities kind of sabotage themselves. I think this is some of the thing if the players are going to choose to dislike a game because you've changed how some things work, then unfortunately that's a community issue. But I don't think you should let that stop you trying it. I think you should maybe pitch it as something you want to try in your games, as something you want to run and say, well, I want to run it, but I'm not too keen on the range rules, so I'm going to change it a bit and maybe, you know, maybe use the Monster Hunter wand, maybe even make it a bit better by increasing those ranges. Generally, though, if it benefits the players, if you reduce the penalties 
at shorter ranges and stuff the players won't mind i mean it applies to their opponents as well so you know they'll get shot at too and hit more often but you know have that conversation say you want to make it so it's easier for them to hit and you might find they might not mind it and because most of my players when i gave them stuff that made their life's easier didn't mind even the experienced players were quite happy with it if they benefited from it um but there was that thing about making those tweaks based on how you want the game to run out um in that sort of sense so hopefully that was useful i don't know let me know if that feedback was useful at all and if it was rubbish let me know that you think it's awful and i'm happy either way so with that now let's move on to che so che webster from roleplay rescue has also left me some messages about you know one system versus many systems Hey Barry, it's Che. I just wanted to call in on the whole generic systems versus specific bespoke systems for different games and um, IPs, you know, worlds. And I'd say that I'm kind of um, divided on this, really. I know I did the thought experiment a long while ago, maybe two years ago, about like what it'd be to only have one game set of rules that you use for everything. And um, I very much feel that's still a great thought experiment. So thank you for sharing yours. I feel like, for me, GURPS is, like you feel, a very, very strong contender for, um, you know, my go-to generic system given any game that I would run. But I also like Savage Worlds. I love the Cypher system. I'm really falling in love with that. And um, there are a couple of others I could, I could mention. But then on the other hand, I feel like there are some really great games that are married to specific uh, intellectual properties, IPs, that I would really love to play. So my best top of the range one at the moment is the Star Trek Adventures uh, series of books. I like the 2D20 system. It's crunchy enough for me. And uh, and the books are beautiful and all of the material, the background material and everything that exists in there is wonderfully done. And I just, I just, you know, every time I go to look at those books, it's like it's overwhelming in some respects. There's so much there. Another good one is Glorantha's RuneQuest, which I just think, you know, RuneQuest uh, Adventures in Glorantha right now is just fabulous if you want to go and spend time in the world of Glorantha. Uh, so again, you know, while I've had my own struggles in running that because I get overwhelmed, I just find that brilliant and it's really good. Um, so, you know, I feel like sometimes there are some games that I just want to own and run those when I'm in those IPs because they do it so well. Having said all of that, I'm with you on the as I get older, the more I really just want to settle into fewer and fewer systems. And um, yeah, I'd, I'd like to master some games. And I think I've talked about this in the past quite a lot. Uh, so GURPS is a game that I'm beginning to master uh, but, you know, maybe there are a couple of IPs that I would like to go and play more often and I would be happy to master those um, if it meant I would play enough, you know. So, I don't know, there's... It, it's difficult. In the end, I feel like the older I get, the less I want to learn new rule systems and the more I want to focus on new worlds and creating great creative spaces to go and play in rather than constantly relearning how to play a game. And so in that regard, I'd rather put my creative energy into new worlds. And that probably means using a generic system to deliver. And the best one I've found so far, yeah, it's GURPS. On a related note, by the way, I thought I wanted to like to comment on the history of Chaosium's Call of Cthulhu, which you talked about. I think your description of that seems to fit the facts quite well. As I understand it, RuneQuest is the birth of the... D100 system, the basic role-playing system. By the time you get to 2nd edition RuneQuest, the basic role-playing booklet is being published and put in the box set with RuneQuest and then is later developed into a myriad of different settings, some of the most successful of which include the Call of Cthulhu. So I just wanted to say, yeah, I think you broadly got that right. And 
That being said, though, I would say that basic role-playing is a fantastic generic rule system, especially if you've got a copy of the old gold book. I say old, it's not that old, about 10, 20 years old. Um, the old gold book, which is designed to do just that, give you lots and lots of optional rules to play with the D100 system. So, yeah, just wanted to add that in there. Thanks for the episode, man. Game on. Thank you, Che. Like I said, that's uh, Che Webster there from the Roleplay Rescue Podcast. Please check it out, especially if you're a GURPS fan. I definitely recommend checking him out and listening to some of his GURPS content, but also loads of other systems um, and other things and lots of work to get people back into gaming as well. So please go and check that out. Um, I think my first confession I have to make is I have never played a 2D20 game. I've never played Conan 2D20. I've never played Star Trek Adventures. Not for any particular reason. I don't know. Does Aliens use that system as well? I presume it does because it's free league, isn't it all? Um, just make me wonder though with so many games that using the 2d20 system there um is it really a generic system skinned for <laughs> particular settings rather than setting specific system and i started sitting here listening to, to your call and really chat i started thinking well i really you know if you look at basic fantasy which became call of cthulhu if we look at you know GURPS, which has now got dungeon fantasy and disc world and there was hellboy at one point in time etc you know, and then we look at the 2D20 system, which is being skinned for all these different things. You know, are they all really at heart just generic role-playing systems that people just tailor specifically for their own settings? And is that is that the difference really is not, you know, maybe we shouldn't be discussing, you know, generic versus bespoke systems, but more rather, you know, is it that you want to put the effort in? I think there's a difference because with GURPS, I guess that's the problem that no one has or very few people have made the setting specific stuff for GURPS yet. I mean, obviously we've seen that with Dungeon Fantasy that started to come through. We've seen it, like I said, in the past with the GURPS Discworld, with the GURPS Hellboy, there's Prime Directive now, which is already skinned for that stuff, you know, which matches if, if you like Starfleet Battles, the Prime Directive stuff even matches how the Prime Directive rule books look, uh, sorry, the um, Starfleet Battles kind of rule books look, so it kind of matches that kind of feel. So you get that feel through those rule books. And I guess the question is more that, is it just easier with the systems to pick the system that you like so i guess take the generic bespoke out of it just is there a, is there a, a core mechanism to a game that you prefer is that really what we ought to be doing so this comes back to the whole 5e debate which is one that gets about you know do people stick to 5e and 5e is all this and that and should you really make 5e into the games well actually if dnd 5e if you love level based systems if you love the d20 mechanisms and that if you love the hit point thing you love all that stuff then maybe you should just always reskin that for all your games and not relearn it don't buy gurps don't buy savage worlds whatever else you know but find the one that you know find the core mechanisms of a game that you like and always reskin that for what you want and yeah that is going to be more effort but is that better in the end or rather than trying to just you know learn all these different games i'm speaking for someone obviously who doesn't have the time and money as i did when i was a teenager to play 600 million different role-playing games and enjoy them all when i was playing them now as an older person who can't spend that much time learning them all you know is it just a case of finding that core mechanism and sticking with it as i said i kind of fall off some of the other ones because you know uh, you know, I, I grew up at AD&D and Dungeons and Dragons, but I'm at heart not a massive fan of the level-based experience points, kind of hit point type, you know, that sort of sense system. I've seen hit points, did you have hit points in GURPS? Unless you do GURPS conditional injuries, but let's not get into that one. Again, ways to reskin GURPS, plus plus. Um, but, you know, it it's just easier in my mind to go with something that is more flexible in that sense and i think the key to the generic toolkits that are out there now so taking all of them into account like taking fate savage worlds cypher gurps hero system all those together the key is that they come as a base set with ideas around how you can do the different things so you know if you came with a 5e basic rule set for example take the 5e basic rules that you've got those but it is all set in fantasy you'd have to create stuff 
on your own for all the you know modern stuff etc and there are things out there now which i believe are starting to do that and so when I mean, you look at pathfinder now with the starfinder so they've done their own sci-fi one and stuff and when d20 was its height we had the d20 modern and stuff so they had started to do those things but again that's why i didn't like d20 modern because i didn't like the class level based system didn't fit for me i think to me i see the level class stuff as very much being a an artifact of dnd and i quite enjoy using it when we're playing actual dnd if we want to play how it used to be played and get that kind of nostalgia value but when i want to start building my own games i don't want that in there which is why i head towards games like grips and savage worlds and all the rest of the stuff where it is a more generic kind of thing and there isn't that whole sort of level based type stuff necessarily in there well i think savage worlds has a bit more but certainly GURPS and HERO and stuff don't have it um, so much. And then basically break off the bits I don't like and add in the bits that I do and kind of build up that way and to kind of learn it that way instead. But, you know, I'm kind of thinking from what you were saying, Chain, even when you're talking about the basic role playing and talk about how that kind of bore out of, Call of Cthulhu bore out of basically Glamantha, which again was our fantasy setting, and they made this D100 mechanic around it mechanism i should say and then they built the basic fantasy one from that and then call of cthulhu came out and out of all those call of cthulhu is the one that's going strong i'd say more these days but you know it wasn't the thing where it started but that whole d100 mechanism was created for something else but it was transferable because they found a way to tweak it and then from the rule books etc kind of added that ip onto it i guess and that might be the same with the you know the 2d20 and stuff and we see things like the cortex engine and stuff out there and things and there's all these other effective like game engines as people are like to call them these days that you know do those things um and maybe that's the key to it. Maybe it's less about find, looking for systems that are just quote-unquote generic system and more finding, play those games, find those core mechanisms you like, and then turn those core mechanisms into the games you want um, if you want to stick to one single system. So I'm not sure that really made much sense, but hey, here we go. That was my kind of weird thought that came out of that Colin from UHA, but thank you. Yes, what I think, like you at the moment, Shay, I'm finding GURPS is kind of ticking more boxes than it's not ticking at the moment. And the more I'm looking into other people's interpretations around GURPS and tweaking of GURPS, I'm feeling there's a lot more I can do to even as time goes on modify GURPS to make it even more how I want it to be and make it even more flexible um, and play more of the styles of games I want to be able to play. Um, but yeah, watch the space and see how that goes. So just want to thank everyone who called in today and it's a bumper session so i'll try and make sure i go through everyone else i want to thank jason from nerds rpg variety cast for kicking off the show um, and even though he hates gurps and you know i want it burned in off the face of the earth not that bad but you know i appreciate negative comments as well as positive ones i know it's not always nice to hear them if it's like your game of choice but i think it's worth hearing people's I guess negative feelings about game systems so that when you play with them you can think about how do we tailor it so those aren't as apparent or ways kind of how maybe to improve the experience so they don't see those or add things in that might be more interesting like maybe i start adding in character point style bennies into my grips games to make jason have more fun and not be as boring maybe we could spend them to re-roll or do heroic things with his gunshots and things if that's the style of game we're going to play in the future around that and maybe tailor that ones but uh, yeah so thank you jason then i want to say thank you to carl rodriguez uh, loving your podcast by the way carl i've not called in a couple of times now just leave you some messages but thanks for calling into my Sean, it's good to hear. Um, I'm interested in hearing about your Savage Worlds, you know, voyage as you go through and doing stuff with that um, and hearing how those games kind of go because I guess the way I'm living, because I haven't chance to play it yet, I'm living it a bit vicariously through your reports now, those game sessions plays, but give that one up because I do have an interest still in Savage Worlds out there. Um, I want to thank Joshua for writing in on the email to me. Thanks very much. Like I said, I don't get many emails. In fact, I think it's the first one I've had from us, but it's good to get those in as well because, you know, if you don't want to leave messages or call in, then I'm more than happy to get an email and just kind of respond to that. And it was definitely worth raising that little thing about the range of combat because there's some stuff about the range of combat rules I'm not too happy with as well. And that's kind of, it is worth talking about those bits that we don't like and how we've tweaked them to make them better because the whole thing about Kerps is it is a toolkit, so you are meant to change things, um, although there might be some resistance in the community. 
potentially out there is a possibility i'm not going to say it's not going to be there but i think it's one of those that actually there are ways around that and getting people still to your gaming table um, and lastly but not least, thanks again to Che Webster from Role Prey Rescue for calling in and talking about generic versus bespoke. Um, and I guess we are, um, Che, as you know, we are kind of a similar path, I think, of the voyage around some of our things. And we do tend to, I think, gravitate towards similar game systems when we play, like things like Pathfinder and GURPS and Savage Worlds, etc. And those kind of things. And Cypher as well, we've both kind of gone to that point at some point in time, uh, even though I haven't done the 2D20 yet. Uh, and thank you as well for that thing around the basic fantasy uh, so the basic, no, basic fantasy, basic role-playing system. Um, it's good to know that that was my thought as to how that had developed, but it was good to know that I was right and I wasn't just making up rubbish. Um, so thanks again. For any of you who didn't call in, shame on you for not getting involved in this conversation, this epic call-in show as it never turned out to be. Um, but thank you everyone who did and loved sort of generating the discussion and the bit of debate and a bit of like thought-provoking around some of the stuff we're discussing here um, because it's good to go on a journey, not in a vacuum, but to kind of get that sort of thoughts from other people to make sure there's nothing I'm missing or things that to look at from different angles and how that might be you know how that might affect me and my players i guess in the future as always if you have any questions or comments about the show please feel free to go to anchor.fm slash gmshadow and leave me a message you can also email me as joshua did at gmshadow at hotmail.com so watch out for that spam filter sometimes uh, or you can find me on various discords including gurps gaming ballistic and um, many others ice one if you're one about role master i'm kicking around there as well you can pop me a message there i am also on twitter at gmshadow if you can find me in there follow me in there send me harassing messages if you like tell me how wrong i am and how awful gurps is on there feel free to <laughs> uh, I'm kicking around on Facebook and many Facebook groups as well, uh, although under my normal name, which is Barry J. Robertson, usually than GM Shadow, but I usually have the logo on there so you can recognize it from that. Um, so anyway, until next time, everyone, thanks again for those people that called in and hopefully some of this will be helpful and useful to some of you. And until next time, everyone, keep on gaming. Mm -hmm.